Welcome to your music is bad and you should feel bad. This is your host Matt Lee. Today we're talking about power metal and how bad you should feel about listening to it. Let me pretend that we did that we're starting now. Uh, okay, so t- today we have Jamie here as usuals. Hi. Uh, James Chen is here again. Hello. Uh, from the Kanye uh, part two. And uh, Matt Soros is here for the first time. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> Good to have you here, Matt. So uh, w- we decided to talk about uh, power metal. And uh, I tried to, uh, we're, we're, for the, we're trying something new in terms of, uh, uh, I made a little Spotify playlist. So we have you know, more examples and we make sure we less guesswork on the part of the listener. Uh, so I, I went on Facebook and I asked uh uh, my friends uh, for their best for like a best and worst example of power metal so I could kind of give an overview of like you know this is what's kind of cheesy about it and this is but this is what's cool this is why people like it and this Thank is you why guys. Uh, yeah so thanks to everyone who responded uh, With intelligent response right uh, <laughs> to those who did right <laughs> right so I particularly wanted to thank uh, William say Kyle Rose and Sumit Dandekar who, who gave me a lot of very in-depth suggestions uh and kind of well i'll get to that in a second uh and a special no thanks to ben adler for the zero actual suggestions (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) anyway so uh he came in and said something about like so what what by what's your cutoff for power metal and i was like well i I actually which will be in the playlist uh here i'll just i'll start us off now so we we kick off the playlist uh one of the first tracks that i wanted to show because I kind of consider it like probably the beginning of European power metal. Uh, it's the earliest. I mean, it's from '88. Uh, the band is Halloween, and yes. this, this particular song I use just because it's well, not it's not the earliest song, but it's like the song that they always play and has been covered by like ten other power metal bands. It's just uh, the most overcovered song ever. Inspire the nightmare before Christmas. And it's called Denver. "I Want Out." I haven't heard this in a long time. I've never heard this before. Really? Have you, Matt? I have not heard this either, no. Okay, vocals in one, two, three, and... Gotta break it down for the verse. Psych! <laughs> Now, the vocalist on this song is Michael Kiske, uh, who is, from his time in Halloween, one of the like more legendary European power metal singers, who, after Halloween, stopped singing metal for like 15 years or something. To do what? Uh, to just try to sing like pop, rock music, or ah. other stuff. Um, he was just like, no more metal. Yeah, here, there, you hear there it now. he goes, now he's going to... It's kind of like a German Jeff Tate. When Jeff Tate was good. <laughs> Assuming all are Kramers. So, or Jacksons. A, a thing I noticed is that. Um, a little bit. So uh, one of the things I noticed from the responses was uh, there was an immediate issue with people trying to decide what was the good power metal and what was the bad power metal. What would you consider this? Uh, no, this is good. Well, this is also early, though. So it's like this isn't derivative as much as the stuff that sounds exactly like this but came out like two years ago. Right. It's, it's one of those be... things that you have to keep in mind that this is kind of what set right. the genre to begin with. Right. And it's not that, uh, to be fair, the genre is, or uh, power metal is sort of, uh, there is a, a noticeable formula to it. And part of the issue is that it seems that modern power metal to a lot of degree has sort of said like 
instead of being like, okay, we don't want to get too cheesy, or they're just, they've just embraced what a lot of people don't like about power metal, and kind of like, so power metal's kind of doubled down on itself, and 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 so it, yeah, so uh, so in some ways, I you know, I'd say that kind of makes it an inherently regressive genre, but. Which is why, for the purposes of uh, this post, I was very specific about my criteria, and I was constantly telling people, no, that doesn't count as power metal, because I was going for like the, the modern prevailing definition, which I think is pretty much still this, right? It's like post-Iron Maiden, a little faster, but kind of the same basic ideas sped up a little in like, like you know, happy, uh, triumphant choruses... Uh, yeah, I was going to say a little more theatrical and virtuoso, kind yeah. of like lofty, mythical kind of ideas in music. Suspended yeah. fifth chords, constantly just like following the, well, the bass line is following that with the root. Yeah, there's a lot of root roots being played on the bass, a lot of uh, power chords and just pedal notes and chicka chicka chickas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you're saying that this is post-Iron Maiden, <laughs> right? This is almost concurrent, slightly post, right, slightly post, but like 88, I think they started in 86, which is why I don't consider Iron Maiden power metal, even though a lot of people would, I would consider them proto-power metal. Okay, they're like they started, they're the kind of like these I, guys I consider the whole new wave of British heavy metal, a lot of it is like proto-power metal, mm -hmm. it's the stuff that, like clearly you hear Iron Maiden in power metal. In, There's but, a continuity of the eagle, my buddy who's a Scorpions fan, Douglin. Uh, he says that there's always this continuity of what he calls the eagle, and I think that was it a minute ago. The con the, oh, the... the, the no, not even like necessarily like the, the <laughs> sustaining of vocals over uh, way too much of a time, period of time. But there's just... Over... Yeah, uh, motor rhythm. Is that motor rhythm? Yeah. Is that what you call it? Motor yes. boating. A lot of motor... Motor, well, of motor, motor boat rhythm. Now, this song, it's because my friend mentioned this band. I wanted to, this is a band called Angel Dust. They're a German band. They weren't around very long. This came out in 1999. Okay. I thought this was a great example of power metal that didn't succumb to, like, the cheesy form. It's still obviously, The like, cheese. Right. You, you called it the cheese a couple of yeah. weeks back. Yeah. Well, and that is one of the kind of defining characteristics of original power metal. But as cheese. you were saying earlier, the, the as it kind of progressed people kind of doubled down on that and just took that to be the sole characteristic. Right. And this is, like, here's an example. Um, this band played Prog Power. That's where I know them from. And they're not really that progressive other than they're more interesting than other power metal. Like, they had a little piano intro and stuff. Um, the vocalist is, is... has his own kind of style. He's got a little grit to it. We've paused because Jamie has an interesting look on his face right now. I'm kind now. of waiting for him to, like, <laughs> express something about that. Yeah, um, I'm just waiting. Well, the f first thing that came of, came in was the piano, and I was like, why Why is that not like pipe organs in the background? More synthy, and then that would be more power metal-y to, to mm. what I would know. Uh, and then... I mean, this might be because we're going left and right here in this case, but the voice is just like over delayed. Yeah, we're probably. Is that just to, to We're probably the hearing half of the right. Well, what do you spread. get on your side? Is it like? Well, no, we're all getting the same thing. Oh, all oh, right. We're all getting one side of it. Oh. The other side just goes to I nowhere. Mean, I mean, it's just going. It goes to nowhere. That's right. a great song name. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. We're probably only getting half of like the harmonies. No, it's about the, the, the like the delay and the reverb on it. It's like it just bleeds epicness, which is totally yeah. power metal from what I would understand. Yeah. I'm the lame duck in this case. I could pick up a guitar and put on like mild mace again on it, and then like play chugga chugga chug on fifth chords all day long, and then like come up with a melody line and then you're like cool here are the thirds above it and that's power right. metal to me and then right. so here's another example of like um this next example is another like is this good okay so here's what we basically come down to and this is probably going to be something along the lines of the title of this episode is what i le learned from asking people on facebook is that most of what's makes good or bad power metal 
is the power metal criteria that you like. Like, if you like the chugga chuggas, if you like the triumphant major uh, chorus, this isn't your power metal, but the other one is, you know, like, so it's it's uh, it's which part of the power metal do you prefer, and if a band is, like, du- you know, heavily doubling down on that part of it, right. you might like it, somebody else might be like, that's all the stuff I hate about D- power metal. Is Dio proto power metal then to you? Is what? Is Dio. Dio's proto, yeah, he's totally, he's, he's pre, he's proto metal. Okay. He, he exists since long before metal was actually metal, right. even though he did play metal in like starting in the 80s. Well, it's like, you know, somebody... I would align three people in a group here, and not because of their genre specification, but let me just go for three front men here. Mm. Other than the fact that they all wore the exact fucking same makeup. Alice Cooper, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, and Dio. Right? But yeah. the music is not the same because Alice Cooper's was more punk driven in a rebellious sense I mean if you take him like yeah. way back until it got to like poison you know like that, that exa- that's one example I can think of something that leans more into parametal but I would never call him parametal yeah. at all right um yeah, they've, now, they've proceeded. I mean, what you've played so far, you would say is power metal and good power metal at that. Yeah, Do pretty you much. Say it, I mean, it's two does songs. It, does it say? Well, th- let me let me preface this next one because it's sure. about to start. Um, Did they embrace after the cheese? The last screamy bit. No, the next one is embracing embracing the cheese to the maximum degree. <laughs> but the the counterpoint of that is it's it's the guy who started this band is a producer, and so it's really well produced. And they're basically not fucking around trying to be innovative in any way. Right. But the result is like, if you're cool with that and you don't mind metal about metal, then this might be the band for you. Wait, if you... Oh. Dream Evil. You... Dream Evil. You guys played this for me. Yes. The Book of Heavy Metal. Yeah. That's too much gain for Power Metal. Power Metal's crispy sustained... Well, they have faster, more. Po- this is probably the least, like, representative power metal song. But I had to use it because song. it's metal about metal, yeah. right? And it's the only dreamy yeah, song. The entire point is, it's, yeah. a, it's a tongue-in-cheek song about metal. Drop D if anyone's interested. Is he the singer, by the way? The producer you're talking no. about? No. Guitarist? The singer is Nicholas Eisfeld. Eisfeld? Eisfeld. They're, they're Swedish, right? Yes. Yeah, Swedish. Oh, God. Gus G from Firewind on lead guitar. Gus G also Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist. That's right. That guy is a twat. <laughs> no, he really is a man. Also, his Eclipse guitar sucks. Matt, when, when, we, uh, when we were a place... That is a guitar store. <laughs> we were at a place. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's embracing the cheese to the maximum degree. No, did you get the chorus? Yeah. It's, am I a wannabe? Have I not dignity? I'd give up all my life to be in the book of heavy metal. I just see Jack Black taking his shirt off doing the flames devil dance to this. I don't... I, I, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Gus Gus G is um his guitar the EC uh, it was like a based on an EC Deluxe right something like that but it had a kill switch on it there was a toggle switch additionally when the thing broke after me using it for like uh, I don't know twenty minutes yeah which sounds terrible I mean this is a digression where I'm just taking a dump on Gus G yeah but I'm you know what for this then yeah why not I don't. <laughs> Also, he was a twat when he came in. He's when he uh, came in. You mean went to? Uh, oh, he came in. Everything he's like, I don't know. Like he played with Ozzy for a minute, and like I think he played with Dio for a he minute. He still is. He's like, been Ozzy's guitarist for quite a while now. Or maybe he didn't. No, he didn't play with Dio. Somebody else did. But um, yeah, but like after nobody gives a shit who Ozzy's guitarist is. No, it was only nobody's Zach cared Wild. since Zach Wild and. Right. Well, before then, it was a series of people that people gave a shot about. Right before, well, Zach Wild and, and before, yeah. But uh, the dude after Zach Wild, do you remember his name? Oh, uh, after um, no, I don't. Exactly. Oh no, no, I don't. Exactly. exactly. No, I, I'm talking about. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Joe. Joe no, Holmes no, no, or no, something no, no, like no, that. No, 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 no. Oh my God! Now you've got me brain farting about um, what's his name that died? Randy Rhodes. 
No, Reddy no, no, was, that was the first in, um, guitar player. Right. My, right, but I I'm don't know the people in between. I'm talking about that there was a series of... It was of Randy a, Rhodes, right. Jake E. Lee, Zach Wilde. But Everybody you, after that right, doesn't but matter. numerically before that, <laughs> I'm saying there were at least people that did matter. Now nobody right. gives a shit. Right, I'm saying after Zach Wilde, it hasn't mattered. Right. And the guy after Zach Wilde is the guy whose name you don't know, and that's my proving my point. Oh, the guy after Zach Wilde? I thought you were right. talking about before. No. No, I said after like five times. Oh, okay, no. Okay, sorry. That is the word I use. It's the opposite <laughs> of before. Got your fucking knickers in the twist, man. This is my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, this bridge right here. <laughs> Doesn't exactly rhyme, but uh, but we're Swedish. <laughs> Want and don't do rhyme in Swedish when you're saying it in English. To be or not to be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now here's a the next one is a really great example of uh, what some people think is the best power metal and some people think is the worst power metal and I'm going to play the only song they've ever written because they're all the same song <laughs> we know what's coming don't we yeah there we oh, go oh Christ <laughs> through the, the bollocks yeah. through the fire and, and the flames if I remember through correctly through the bollocks and wankery do you wish that the guitars in your power metal sounded more like they were generated by an 8-bit video game console? <laughs> then this yes. is the band for you. <laughs> Full disclosure, this is swords. my least favorite power metal band. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> See, I don't hear any guitars. This riff is not even interesting. Yeah. No, when I finally saw them live last year is when I realized how full of shit they are. Like, just, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's really like... And whammy pedal mostly. <laughs> and murdering drummers, because like they go through drummers like crazy, and I know why. Because they make them because play. Yeah. They make them play shit like this, and you watch the guy, and he's just like. Everyone else in the band is just like. Just cause, rocking out. Because yeah. one thing I realize is that uh, every song they play is in double time. Yeah. That's like the sound, it's double yes. time. And so everybody else, though, could just play like. is playing like in regular time, or just like power chords sometimes and you're like that's a lot easier than doing the same thing on drums with like four limbs yeah. <laughs> uh, far, far beyond things it sounds like someone took something from uh, a Tolkien book and the amount of times that are far beyond and waiting for things. Look, I could go on forever listing the things that I don't like about the band, but they're just... Lyrically, they're very uninteresting. There's nothing technically really complex or interesting about what they're doing. Right. They're just fast. They're just fast. It's pop-accessible power metal. And the, well, and and the worst yeah, part... They're very you know, well, there are two worst parts. The first one is they can't even play this stuff live. I've had friends who go to see them live, and because it's so fast, they're, they're entirely a studio band. People have... People have tried to convince me that they're they've gotten better, but like I said, I saw them last year and I was like, "This is they've gotten better." I mean, they're all right, <laughs> but it's just like you see in person how stupid it is. Like the, the little like two note riffs, like but it's just two notes. And so on the album, if you harmonize it and you know pitch shift it and whammy it, it sounds like you know cool video game or whatever I guess but uh, yeah just, it definitely uh, has that 8-bit video game and feel. they still have that terrible guitar tone live yeah well and all of that aside I could get behind it if everything else for all of their technical shortcomings I could get behind it if they just if there was just one thing if they just didn't take themselves too seriously but they, right. do. they don't. There's no there's sense of irony. I, I actually about no don't sense. think they take themselves seriously at all. <laughs> well, not the like, of times I've seen Herman Lee just fuck up and go, "Oops, a daisy fail." Well, yeah, but in the sense that they don't seem to think their music is silly. No, and that's exactly. Right. I don't mean. I don't mean like just shrugging it's off like a technical any error. Any sillier you know than what? power metal is a genre. No, but that's okay. what I mean. Like that. That brings up a song that I did not put. Power on, metal is embracing the cheese. Right. From what I've gotten. Now I have but to. But that's exactly nope. my point. Now I have to prove you. They take this super. That they're so serious. I'm Here's, gonna make a. I'm gonna make a. a 
preemptive assertion here that what you're about to play me I'll probably not deem as what I think power metal is well, which I have probably, no right to say because probably, the definition of power metal for what all you buggers think it is is what the world has said it is therefore I cannot right. disagree with it's, that what I'm about to play I didn't put on the list because I like I, how it's we're not, all buggers it's not strictly speaking power metal it's, it's just again, you two it's, it's American power metal <laughs> which is a different animal and also i would consider this more proto power metal because again it's from the 80s predates a lot of it. okay and it's uh i'm not gonna play the song i want to play because it's more likely to freak people out but this one's still pretty silly yeah that's not power metal to me wow i haven't heard this song in forever it's metal about metal though and that's why (laughs) it fits recursive metal it's fucking southern, like, <laughs> hair metal. Okay, so you don't know Man of War, is what you're saying. That's Man of War, oh! Yeah, this is Man of yeah. War. <laughs> okay, no, you know, I take it back. Let me play the one I wanted to play. But it'll take a while to... It takes a while to get into the real power metal-y part of it, but uh, there's also a lot more rape in it. Um, <laughs> oh, but, Jesus. Which is why I wasn't going to play it. Oh. But you made me! Oh. So, How did I make you? You want me to... Because <laughs> you, you were right. The other one wasn't a power metal song. This one is. So, disclaimer, <laughs> this is all Jamie's fault. Yes. Man, I have said the least I've said in any fucking bloody podcast for once. But it's had an impact. Oh, God. I should just plow more down and then I could say stupid shit. <laughs> this is Hail and Kill. By Man of War, the loudest metal band, <laughs> I guess. Which is like, I, I don't that's understand a why that's to a hang thing your hat on. You. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, metal that's band. an example of a thing that if they weren't taking themselves seriously, you'd be like, haha, that's pretty funny." Well, did that you mean loud, loud is in their attitude and appearance and such? The previous song, one of the first lyrics was, yes. "Man of War, Man of War, living on the road." When we're in town, speakers explode. Oh, okay. <laughs> they have many songs about blowing up your speakers. Uh, and if Motorhead it's not, would have, yeah. beg to differ, would have. They also have uh, another, my other favorite song is Brothers of Metal, or Brothers of Steel, where they say, if you're not into metal, you are not my friend. <laughs> that and Wimps, uh, met, uh, what, oh, it was, um, Something about wimps and posers leave the hall. They, they talk a lot about posers and stuff like that. Hey, Matt, what power metal do you listen to? Uh, almost none. I have to be honest, the last time I listened to power metal, it was when I was dating a metal chick in college. Uh, and, and it and was an accident, right? It was... <laughs> See, this, she, this would is put on, she would put on Glory Hammer if I slept oh, over there. Oh, no. That's, that's, no. That's, what, that's my exposure. <laughs> you so, poor motherfucker. In college, you heard Glory Hammer? Yeah. How long ago were you in college? About two years ago. Oh, okay. Just about. That sounds about right. I was going to say, we were going to say, you're ahead of the curve, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, he's my age, so, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I've seen some things in my in my travels, yeah. and Glory so, Hammer was one of them. I, apparently, I didn't put any Glory Hammer on this uh, playlist please, for already a reason. No, we already <laughs> you're like many many a flaccid night has been the <laughs> of Glory Hammer. We we already <laughs> suffered through them on the, the gimmick metal episode. Oh God! <laughs> right. You just have to remember from a Scottish person, Angus McFive is not his name. Fucking sweet. All right now, <laughs> even though uh, Rich and Eric will will uh, strongly disagree with me I think this is this is one of the power metal bands that I kept listening to after I had for all intents and purposes stopped listening to power metal okay before you and play this so this is something you like right oh, I'm just asking yes well, I'm explaining okay. that uh, the and why and it's because um, if you want essentially power metal has become pop metal it's metal that is straightforward and catchy and everybody and 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 it's this it's the same attitude, like, well, you know, it's it's catchy. It's like, okay, well, catchy is a thing. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good, but it's certainly easy to listen to. Um, which used to be the opposite of what metal was kind of, you know, uh, going for in a lot of ways, at least for the average person. But anyway, so uh, this band, as far as pop metal goes, and kind of like writing, like, uh, not super unpredictable song structures but you know right any, I'm just gonna play it it's Camelot with a K <laughs> I had a friend in college who was big into Camelot 
I mean, I don't admit it in public or anything. (laughs) And he didn't either. I'm just outing him right here on this podcast. (laughs) Also, I'm pretty... uh, They really hit that sort of doing the same thing every album now phase. Plus, they replaced the singer with another guy who they got to sing exactly like the old guy. It's like... Good. Don't want to sound different at all or anything like that. But, you know, plenty of jack, 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 you know, fast chugga chuggas. Even when power metal bands don't have a keyboardist, there's usually, like, some keyboards that in the studio they added because otherwise it didn't quite sound like power metal. Yeah, or keyboards or synths, something, something or, along or the Or it lines. sounds like Unleash the Archers, who sound like they need a keyboardist because everybody's just playing chugga-chugga power chords and there's, like, nothing happening above, like, that frequency range. So... So this next, the next one is going to be a great example of what is easily both the best and worst, like at the same time, kind of. Oh yeah. So the, what I forgot to kind of like say was the overall premise of this episode is now here's some power metal. How bad should you feel about listening about or about <laughs> liking it? Well, and because you know you covered this a little bit, yeah. but one of the interesting things because I I looked at that Facebook post as is, as it was kind of <laughs> happening. Yeah. And you had mentioned this before we started the podcast. A lot of times, the the songs that some people said were the best and the worst were the same songs, yes. which is really, yes. really interesting. Exactly. <laughs> well, and a bunch of people immediately were like, well, hey, man, I don't really like listen to power metal that much. And when I do, it's kind of a guilty pleasure because I know it's all cheesy <laughs> and terrible. But anyway, here are the songs that I think are good and bad, but I'm not really sure which is which. And maybe I'm flipping <laughs> around on a different day. So basically, like, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of guilt in power metal, which, I don't know, I I don't believe in, but that's the thing. I'm like, well, so you know, you know that this is, like, the pop music of metal, basically, (laughs) only without actually being popular and helping you to meet people of the opposite sex or same sex, whichever you prefer. (laughs) This t- also ties into uh, Rich and I had a brief conversation on some episode about we were going to talk about uh, sacrificing coolness to metal. How at some point we getting into metal, we realized like this is not cool right now, <laughs> and this is not going to help me in my social life. But oh well, too late. <laughs> I guess I like metal now. All right, screw these guys. So. Uh, another common thing in, in which, okay, so another issue that happens with power metal is a lot of people suggest stuff that I consider a little too much something else <laughs> to be like pure power metal. It's going for very much, so this is, a, there's a little bit of neoclassical in this. This is Stradivarius, a lot of Ingve influence. Ingve is another guy who it's like, some of his songs are kind of power metal songs, but really he predates it, so it's like, neoclassical metal is a precursor to some power metal. Usually it's like a little bit, usually like, like most power metal, even if it's neoclassical, isn't as neoclassical as Ingve, who's just constantly like, you know, repeating Bach figures and stuff. Um, but there's still that little bit of like harpsichord sound and I don't know. <laughs> this is an album that I, li- I, I still like, but I... There's probably a lot of nostalgia reasons for it, because I I got into this when I was just getting into, like, or when I was just discovering power metal, because these guys have been one of the biggest European power metal bands. Um, they're Finnish, which is one of the reasons the singer has extra funky ac- accents. Um, but they played this whole album last time they were at Prague Power as, like, an anniversary thing, and it was great, because I was just like, that's the album I listened to. Like that and like two or three random other songs and then I moved on to other bands because I was so quickly like listening to new stuff all the time. It was like the better it was the more it stuck around but you know some stuff you're just like that's why I'm very familiar with Rhapsody but I've never really listened to Rhapsody that much. I very quickly was like 
All right, I'll keep this handy the next time there's a Dungeons and Dragons game I'm going to, but uh, I don't care about the story of your Dungeons and Dragons game, Luca Turilli. Okay, so, oh man, this one, I, I, I think this is one of the worst power metal bands, but some people would think the complete opposite. Also, I think the song is based on the 90s TV show of the same name starring Lorenzo Lamas. This is Hammerfall with Renegade. Hammerfall! <laughs> also one of the worst Swedish bands, like, ever, maybe. This is their third album, but it sounds an awful lot like their first and second album. I have to at least play this one through the chorus because for some reason this chorus pops into my head a lot whenever I want to be like, I'm a renegade! <laughs> renegade. Outlaw chasing out. See, the, the, I can't 100% say that this is based on the TV show, but some of it lines up with the story. Chugga, chugga. So now that you've told me this, I'm never going to be able to hear Renegade without hearing this song ever again. Exactly. And I hope you have Hearts on Fire on here because yeah, you're yes, welcome. Yes. I'm going to tell gonna, that story. We're going to double up on Hammerfall because they wrote a song so much worse than this song that I had to also include it. This one personally amuses me, but yeah. And I forgot about it. And then Eric mentioned it and I was like, why don't I remember? And I played it, and I laughed so hard at that. Which you heard enough. This just goes on like this the rest of the thing because it's power metal. So this is Hearts on Fire, and this might be the cheesiest power metal song. <laughs> oh, it's ever. ridiculous! It's absolutely ridiculous. Ever. Same song structure as the other song. <laughs> I'll tell my story once we get to the chorus. <sighs> They've already heard the call and stolen a crown. Okay, so I was going through a, a, a mall a couple years ago with my girlfriend at the time, and we had walked past one of those generic jewelry stores, you know, the, the kind that, you know, people go to buy their engagement rings at. Mm. And we had this new poster up that was written in all of this, like, it had these two, like, heavily photoshopped, beautiful people, you know, kissing, and all of this, like, really cursive italics letters about proposing to your girlfriend buying the right ring. They were advertising this new cut diamonds, and at the bottom of the poster it said, "Set." Uh, what, it was something about set her heart on fire. <laughs> and as soon as I saw that, I just burst out laughing, because as soon as I saw hearts on fire, I just immediately thought of this song. <laughs> and my girlfriend was just like, well, that's so romantic, like, why would you, why would you laugh at that? I was like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Also, this oh god, what year did this come out? Because it's it's really relevant to how cliche it is. Uh, I got to be honest, this chorus sounds like the intro music to like an early '90s action cartoon. Like I'm picturing right, like SWAT right. cats right now. Yes, and it came out in 2002. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Right. So, uh, yes, and and they rhymed fire and and, and uh, desire. desire. Yeah. In two thousand and two. So strong linguists. That was band. a cliche in the eighties. <laughs> and and yeah. So, which is this is the main issue with power metal. It's sort of just like. 
The 80s ended, la, 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 la. I can't hear you. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, still sounds like the 80s to me. That's pretty much the prevailing. Which, to some degree, might be because America turned hard on it. But Europe was just like, hey, man, whatever you want to do. And so a bunch of like dudes in... That was a, a nondescript European accent, which is why it didn't sound like any actual European accent. Who grew accent. up in Cuba. Like, yeah. Right. Whatever. Uh, so... Uh, they they kept doing the stuff. I had never heard that accent before to represent any European group. Right, I couldn't pick one, so I just did one that was none of them. So you did all of them. That was a perfect uh, mathematical average of all European accents. I dare you to prove me wrong. All right, enough of this fucking song. Um, God, this is the one that was suggested... Uh, there's another one that's also awful, but s this one is called We Are Pirates. It's a band <laughs> they're, uh, called Orden Ogan, or as I like to refer to them, Ord Odin's Organ, because that's actual words, but instead they're just like Swedish nonsense. Jamie's already over this song. <laughs> and you should be. It's terrible. And, and to be more, sp again, uh, this is, uh, chronology matters. This came out in... 2010 and you're gonna hear a song that sounds pretty much like that 1988 power metal song <laughs> from Halloween it looks like we're killing Jamie here. <laughs> I don't feel like you were prepared for this episode like, <laughs> I'm prepared whenever you want me to say shit I'll say shit you can say shit whenever you want yeah that's what your microphone's for that's the point of the podcast how about you both go eat a fucking bag of dicks you power metal loving son of a bitches <laughs> uh. I'm waiting for the song to get to the part where it's funny, but I don't know. I don't remember if it actually is. <laughs> I mean, I think this part's kind of funny. <laughs> it is. Because it's bad. But it gets worse. The, the other song that uh, has a video that my friend referenced, because it sort of looks like, uh, like Fallout, like a lot of the costumes and stuff, and... Uh, the song, at least the chorus goes, we should die for the things we believe in. And I'm like, I agree. Because apparently you believe in cheesy power metal with no original ideas in it. So I agree. But they're still alive. This, I'm sorry, this is too bad. I can't even wait for the chorus. This uh, album by Jack Panzer called Thane to the Throne, which is based on Macbeth. And it's still kind of a power metal album, so it's kind of silly, but... Uh, I don't know. I like it. And at least it's American, so, it, you know, it's a little different sound than the, like, European Halloween-based stuff. But it's still power metal. There's also the obvious references to characters from Macbeth. <laughs> See, even when you're like, this is good, well, it's power metal that is better than worse power metal. <laughs> it's like you're basically just so arg I'm trying to be like, no, this is the good stuff. And then I play it, and I'm like, well, wait, let me, let me uh, clarify. Let me clarify this, yeah. Let me, let me qualify this. <laughs> I really did like this album, though. This one still has a lot more heavy metal influences in it, too. Yes. Also, I believe uh, Chris Broderick is on this album, because he was ah, still in Jack okay, at the time, before Nevermore and then eventually Megadeth. I was originally going to play the Jack Panzer song Iron Eagle, which features Chris Broderick doing ridiculous, like, sweep arpeggios, but in, like, the late 90s, so, like... Like, way better than most people were doing at the time. Now everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, see where who gives a shit. Like, every, like, there's 50 videos on YouTube about how to do that. But he was just like... And, uh, but this is a better song.
And frankly, cheesy metal lyrics are fairly... Like, seem like a reasonable thing for something based on Shakespeare. Right? Because, like, like, you can't be like, come on, man, those, those lyrics are super cheesy, and you're like, well, have you seen Shakespeare? Like, <laughs> as far as the language goes, this is like, you know, you're not going to take actual Shakespeare and try to make it into a song. So it's like... It, 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 it translates, I well, think, to yeah, like a and metal. Thematically, it makes a little bit more sense yeah. for the older stories, which had a little bit more flair to them to begin right, with. Right, yeah. Alright, a little heavy on the phrasing of, like, I, I commit this day, I get... <laughs> forcing some rhymes in there, but... But I'll start setting up the next one. Um, all right, this next one we might actually do. This so there's this uh, there's a band called Ed Guy, the German power metal band. Um, uh, I don't know why I want to mention <laughs> that they're frequently referred to as Ed Gay, but that's what you get in the metal scene. Um, but it, that that is uh, there's a reason that's relevant. Um, oh, I know because they literally uh, one of the times I saw them at Prague Power, the singer Tobias Samet, who is responsible for this side project that we're about to hear, just randomly yells out, "What would Ed Guy be without the gays?" And we were like, "Excuse me, what? <laughs> okay, uh, you said it." But uh, so he did this project called Avantasia the metal opera it's like a you know like a rock opera but it's metal <laughs> and it has that german singer michael kiske who used to be in halloween and uh it just happens to be a very representative song of power metal we might do an episode because uh although i don't plan to go to it um and i haven't listened to anything since the second album this is off the first album which i listened to the second one came out and i'm like this sounds exactly the same so i'm out and he kept making albums and they're playing a new york show which uh, a guy i know a promoter i know on facebook uh is is promoting and i'm thinking we're gonna do an episode where we talk about that show when it's like coming up which i think is in april and and then maybe listen to some of their newer stuff which i have not heard and maybe we can do like a real-time unprepared reaction to it and see how that goes in the meantime <laughs> this is from their first album This is very heavy on the cheese. <laughs> Starts with a with a wah. That's the Tobias from Ed Guy. But it, since it's a metal opera, there's multiple people on it, and they're singing different parts. And uh, there's a story, but it's kind of dumb. <laughs> I think all three of us flinched at the same time. I couldn't see Matt Soares, but definitely same reaction. Is yeah. what the fuck is happening right now? So a lot of power metal, you can do like the jogging dance too. That's like how you know it's power metal, which you can't see right now. But it's like if you move your arms like you're jogging. But you're dancing. I feel like for some of these, we should have like a webcam going. <laughs> right. No, I, I wanted. I almost brought a camera to do like the. Originally, when I was preparing this playlist, I was thinking we were gonna need a posing cam. So when I was like, "Whoa!" I like doing the like fist and like you, which, like you also can't see right now. But I'm like gesturing. Like if I gesture while I pretend to sing along with it, 
That is common power metal practice. <laughs> and we should have a, a opposing cam. <laughs> but. So I can't help but notice, but they're basically just transitioning from all of what I would consider the standard rhythm progressions of power metal. All yeah. in one song. Just like, oh, we're doing this, now we're doing this, now we're doing this, now we're doing this. I mean, this. at least there's like... I will say at least there's dynamics, right? At least there's like a, a faster part, and they slow it down, and they speed it up, and there's some ebb and flow. Except for that, that's just silly. <laughs> just silly. Except for that, which is just off-key and very painful. <laughs> No, it's, it's on key. It's the, the <laughs> wonderful technique that he uses that is uh, detrimental to the longevity of your ears. <laughs> and your brain. <laughs> and everything else in your life. <laughs> yep. I like the drummer. This is definitely idiomatic to power metal. <laughs> Next one? Alright, this is the last one I have on the playlist. Uh, this takes a while to get going, so I can intro it. This is uh, Rebellion in Dreamland by Gamma Ray, which is the Gamma when, Ray. Uh, wow. When um, oh, you're a bloody pyramidal buffer. Kai Hansen. <laughs> Kai Hansen is the guitarist and Rain. original vocalist for Halloween. Okay. He left Halloween, and Halloween continued on without him, even though it was originally his band, and he started Gamma Ray, which sounds exactly like Halloween. I mean, not but Only he decided to sing again, which is great, because he sounds like a really nasal, like, munchkin. I... Can't tell whether you think that would be good or bad. For <laughs> it's <mental>. funny. <laughs> okay, it's certainly entertaining. That's, that's I particularly, I actually like this song, but like, it's like the one Gamma Ray song I genuinely like, and then I'm, everything else. Like, Most singers sound like nasal munchkins. Yes, probably because they're copying him. Yeah, Most fine. things will go back to Halloween Gamma Ray, like that era of music. So yeah. When did this come out, actually? Nineteen ninety five. This was ninety five? Yep. Oh dear god. Yeah, see in Europe they just kept going with the metal and in America people were like, Oh, you can't sound like the eighties anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say the eighties never ended in some places. Exactly. <laughs> I think I mostly just like the song because it's long and has a bunch of different parts and like rise and fall and stuff. And like that. But I did get bored when I was listening to it for the playlist. I would have with it, I was like, yeah, I get the point. <laughs> but then somebody else, like two people, posted it on that Facebook post, like Gamma Ray, blah blah blah, Rebellion and Juno. Like, all right, I'll put Rebellion and Juno on there. This isn't the funniest song with him singing nasally, though. There's a song by Blind Guardian where he is a guest vocalist on it, and the back and forth between Hansi Kirsch from Blind Guardian, who has a very distinct singing style, and Kai Hansen, who sounds like like, an, like a little gnome or something. It's And it's, you know, they used to do very... Blind Guardian, actually, uh, I do have a little, a few more which are on... They're just not on Spotify, so I have to load YouTube, but Blind Guardian is one of them, and... Get the idea. <laughs> yeah, let, me, let me let me check my backup list. Oh right, I have an Angra one too. <laughs> a Angra, I almost didn't include because they're so close to progressive at times, but then at times they're just like straight up power metal. So because of what? Um, because they. Uh, well, they're early. They're Brazilian, and their early stuff. There was actually a lot of like 
Brazilian music integrated into the power metal. So time signature changes. Um, well, like 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 Brazilian polyrhythms. Okay. Um, which I could play you that, but it's t- it's too good for the power metal episode. Like it's. Um, <laughs> we'll have to keep that for something else. There isn't. Here's I'll, here's the one I'm gonna play that. Uh, I'll do Blind Guardian after it, but. Um, Blind Melon. This is one that somebody suggested, and I happen to really like it. Um, and it's a ver- it's like basically them doing it like one of their most straightforward songs ever, but it's actually a really good song. It's called Metal Icarus. Ooh. Metal Icarus. It's by Angra. And this is when they still had the original vocalist. This is a YouTube ad. Alright, here we go. I got that reference. This is from the last album with the with Andre Matos, the original singer. An underappreciated album. Also, to remind everyone that we're getting one side of the mix. This probably sounds way cooler with uh, <laughs> both sides, but yeah. next time. Of the absurd high notes. Or wait, after the chorus. almost too interesting to be like a real power metal band but uh <laughs> all right so the last one i got is uh, blind guardian and this is in my opinion their best album but it's also this is from nightfall in middle earth which is their album based on the silmarillion and damn it youtube therefore like the nerdiest metal album of all time but if you're gonna listen to album based on tolkien this is like the one to listen to if you ask me oh damn it <laughs> fucking youtube <laughs> oh. thank you so much and there's an elf on the cover there is is an elf in an appropriately epic <laughs> cover artwork. Yeah. <laughs> you 
my opinion, this is the best D&D metal you can get. When did this album come out? Um, I want to say late 90s. Not sure. If I check now, it will stop playing it. Right, so yeah, yeah. I'll check in a minute. They're known for layering a lot of guitars and vocals. So these guys are definitely from England. Uh, Germany. Well, they have phenomenal English accents. However, they will be featured on... Uh, at some point, we have to do an episode on uh, ESL lyrics. Lyrics written by European bands for whom English is a second language. And they did... And who... At no point do any European bands ever seem to, like... Uh, this guy seems... Check, well, like, proofread. If, if it's the one dude, like, layering it, then... Yeah. Sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. The thing that sucks is after this, like, they kind of overdid it. They went overboard with the layering, and, like, like now, recently, they've scaled it back again to, like, this. But this was, like, the perfect balance. And then they kept going. It's like they nailed it, and then they kept going. I really like this album. So anybody have any other uh, power metal songs they think we should throw in? Nope. So I guess uh, what have we have we learned anything today? So I will say personally, this podcast was very interesting for me because I know you touched on this at the beginning, mm. but I had always been aware that power metal in particular is a genre that is very heavily influenced by what we would consider, you know, Halloween, all these guys, the pioneers in the yeah. late 70s to the 80s. Mm -hmm. But listening to all the songs that we've covered so far really emphasized to me how much that is actually true. You can listen to all these songs and hear all of the mechanics and all of the kind of... Even... Not even just the riffs, but the motifs that are still the same as the original <laughs> power metal <laughs> yes. riffs that were developed by Halloween, by Dio, some of the things that Jamie had mentioned. Mm. And it was just really interesting to actually hear all of... Because I've never actually done this before, listen to all of these different bands across the past two decades, back to back, to hear all of the similarities that still kind of... Carry from the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's like the kind of uh, the definition I was trying to go for with that whole whole like best worst thing, and <laughs> telling everyone like that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Was that like right? There's certain things that have stayed consistent, and if somebody says power metal, like most people seem to go like, oh, well, like, in, especially if you don't like power metal, you're just like. That's what power metal sounds like. <laughs> that is the stuff I do not want to hear at all. Um, but for other people, they're like, yeah, it's great. And some people are like, I like it, but I don't tell anybody about it. And it's a guilty pleasure. I'm like, well, all right. I don't believe in feeling guilty when I listen to music, but whatever. Though we will be doing a guilty pleasures episode, which will be interesting because we will bring all the shame. And you'll all be there with us. Yes. <laughs> nice resolution. <laughs> <laughs> so now at Arctica, I was going to play a very unrepresentative song. Uh, although I think it's representative of power metal. Here, I'll, I'll just play it now anyway. Uh, I just think it's a very, very silly song. From the first Sonata Arctica album is a song called Kingdom for a Heart. 
Uh, other people suggested other Antarctica, but I stopped listening after this album. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They will be featured on the ESL episode because they're Finnish and as such pronounce a lot of stuff very unusually. I give a kingdom. <laughs> oh, bad. I used These guys are uh, strong cheese pioneers. So this is something that I've heard in all Sonic Arctic songs. Every time they say Kingdom, I swear to God, I know they're saying Kingdom, but I hear Ding Dong. <laughs> like, like that's what I hear every single time, and I just laugh every single time. <laughs> if I only had a heart. Uh, okay. Then how are you singing right now? Oh, I guess it's a metaphor. Chicka 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 chicka. That was probably enough snot art to go. It's not their most popular song or anything. It's just the one that I remember because I stopped listening after that. But I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't know why we decided. I think we, just, we well, you you are familiar with uh, James is familiar with some power metal, and we were like, oh well, we could talk about power metal, and we're like, why not? And apparently, I know a lot of people who are familiar with power metal, although a lot of them are apparently reformed power metal fans <laughs> who are like, well, listen, man, I don't really listen to this stuff anymore. Asterisk, yeah. And when I do, I feel bad about it. But here's the songs I listen to, and then they were basically like. The bad list, I still kind of love anyway, because uh, I know what it is. There's a certain charm to it, though. Right. There's a reason. I mean, and again, I'm just like, well, and I'm I'm in favor of just like, who cares, right? Like, uh, just I don't believe in feeling guilty about the music. Like, if you, there's a reason you listen to it. Not all music has to be amazing and have like super artistic depth. Right. Or it's like extremely innovative for the genre right it's like it's it's pop music it's uh at some point again I, I in a lot of ways i think you could easily call a lot of modern power metal pop metal although they would be insulted by it to some degree some of them would some i don't know i occasionally meet metal musicians who like uh instead of the whole you know uh metal and and, and screw mainstream stuff they're basically like Hey man, if I could write pop songs, I totally would. Cause that's actually it's actually really hard. And I was like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that's true. I think, it's I think that's the people. I think that's the thing that people who write pop songs try to convince you, so that you'll continue paying them lots of money to write pop songs. But um, I don't know. And uh, if I don't play this, then then Rich and Eric will get mad because we've all agreed that this is the best power metal album ever. It is Labyrinth, Return to Heaven Denied. Not to be confused with the sequel, Thank you, Return David to Boyd. Heaven Denied 2, or as we like to refer to it, Return to Return to Heaven Denied Denied. Uh, but uh, this song, despite the chorus lyrics, which are, like a thunder, my rage could explode right in your face. But despite that, this is a fantastic power metal song. So... <laughs> guys are Italian, which you'll be able to tell from the chorus. Yeah, 
Like a thunder. Amazing. Oh yeah, we, we could. We uh, let's let's. Uh, should we suffer through some glory hammer to prove a point? About <laughs> Just because we've talked about glory, it so much well, tonight. They're like to me. They're the the like power metal just going right up its own ass. Like just like no attempt at like having anything to say. Just let's just write silly lyrics about silly things that don't mean anything. And that'll be terrific. Do we want to hear the silly, the space one or the silly fantasy one? Those are the two things you can write power metal. Wow, about. they cover both aspects of it at the right. same time. That would be a great outro for the podcast. The, the first, the first one was the one that um, I angered Jamie with. Uh, Tales from the Kingdom of Fife. That's, is that, is that the, the name the of the name album? Of the song? Oh, that's the, well, the name well, the of the album. album. I wouldn't even look. That at the has name Angus McFife on it. Yeah. No, that that's the bloody name of the song. That and I would not be. Okay when did with. this happen? And then the second a album. A while ago. The second album is <laughs> Space 1992: Rise of the Chaos Wizards. Oh, that was quite a while after, but still not so much angering, but uh, sadness. Yeah, this is that's the one where Pain. I was just like, so you're really just like. Uh, well, it's like, you know, they just, just shat on Dragon Force's lyrics and then, you know, recycled that paper and then, you know, spat it back out and it somehow just became more depressing at that point. Let's see if Universe on Fire sounds anything like Hearts on Fire. Oh, dear. I wanna set the Whoa. Oh, we listened to this one before. I didn't realize this is one. I thought this was a new song. It's not. It's one of the ones we listened to on... <laughs> <laughs> These guys are uh, They're gonna be at Prague Power But I don't have a ticket To them And I'm probably not gonna try to get one <laughs> but that drum A lot of people using. Are really excited though About these guys Pop accessible why not Chris Barrow is from Ailstorm, why not? Exactly, you can do the joggy thing. Wait, why are there Heroes of Dundee on the 1992 Space Wizard? Oh, level? Stuart at Lakela would be so mad at that. <laughs> we'll play it for him one of these nights. No, no, never. Because <laughs> we want to get kicked out and have twice the tab that we came in. <laughs> Is this it? Yeah. I wanted to hear what Heroes of Dundee and how they tied Scotland into the space theme. <laughs> Intro too long, don't care anymore. I was say, wow, this is awful. <laughs> I gave up. Yeah. Anyway. Dear God. So the point is, you know, listen to all the power metal you want. It's just that you should feel bad about at least like half of it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't already at iTunes or yourmusicisbad.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at the one true Met, And we'll see you next time. Why might be podcast at gmail.com. Send us an electronic mail. <laughs>